Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. Here's an episode where I was a guest on my friend Aaron Hale's podcast. Aaron uh, was on my podcast a while back, and he's got a fascinating story um, that you really need to check out. He was in a an EOD, a bomb explosion uh, overseas years ago and, and uh, became blind and deaf and is just crushing it. But he interviews me on this episode and we talk about how to get unstuck. We talk about mental health and we talk, I get pretty specific about some real serious uh, and uh, challenging situations we've had to deal with in my own family with my son in particular. And, um, and how it's all about your perspective in dealing with, with these challenges. So you're going to get a lot of um, valuable points that we discuss regarding happiness, taking ownership, um, you know, dealing with challenges as, as they come along because they're guaranteed to to come along. And um, it's just a real fun, uh, fun but important and informative conversation. Um, that I, I that we had together. So um, definitely check this one out. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. A life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. Jamie, my friend, welcome to the show. Oh, Aaron, thanks for having me, man. This is going to be a fun, fun chat. It's been a little while since I was on your show. Uh, I want to, I want to start off. Yeah. Uh, uh, just introduced you in the uh, the preamble, but we've known each other kind of virtually for a little while now, and you've got a similar show, adversity to abundance. 
I want to ask you, from all the people you've spoken to and your experiences and talking to people who have experienced adversity, and maybe it's uh, um, self-afflicted, sometimes it's situational, but what do you think are the biggest mistakes people are making that get them get them stuck in these situations sure yeah great question and and you're right my my show from adversity to abundance which you were on i just checked and your episode came out in september of 2022 um episode 24 so you're um we're almost at 100 now and you're you're you were in that first uh, first quarter so uh, that was a fantastic episode i definitely recommend your listener go back and listen to that um you're absolutely right. I, I've been able to pull out some some lessons learned from our guests uh, in different themes, and and um, you know to to figure out kind of how our listener and and anyone can apply the lessons that uh, that our my guests have have been through in their life. So instead of having to go through the same you know adversity and learn the same lessons over and over and over, learn from the person who's already got the scars. Right. And, uh, and, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the point of my show is to try and inspire people because the fact is, like you said, Aaron, um, some, some adversity is self-inflicted. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, I've had drug, drug addicts on the show and, you know, you can, you could probably argue that, that, um, that, the, that's largely self-inflicted. I mean, um, you could argue it either way, I guess, but then we've had other people, you know, that have had a medical diagnosis or, or, uh, you know, a, an explosion overseas like you did. And, and I mean, that's, <laughs> I would argue that you didn't bring that on to yourself. Right. So, that, so it really, uh, some adversity is self-inflicted and other, other adversity is not, but I think, um, I think taking for one, it's uh, taking the long-term view is is to answer your question more directly. I think one one lesson learned is take the long-term view. So when you're in the thick of it, or when you're stuck, or when you're going through a hard time, which we are all guaranteed to go through, just know that it it won't last forever. And so I think for me, that's been a, a key piece, uh, both in my personal and business life, but also from the guests that we've had on our my show is that you've got to be able to take that long-term view when you're going through both good and bad and realize that uh, none of, none of that situation is not going to last forever. It's not permanent. Um, plenty of other pro- uh, lessons that we've, that I've learned along the way. Another comes to mind, which is um, to, you should take the, uh, the approach of even if versus what if, you know, what if can be a very dangerous way of thinking. Whereas if you take the approach, even if this bad thing happens, I'll still be okay. I've been through bad things before. Um, and then lastly, the, the the other thing that comes to mind is compounding. Um, you mentioned the, the term compounding before we hit record, how your, your show is starting to compound in listenership, which is awesome. Um, in a bad way, you can take a problem or adversity and compound that situation and create more problems uh, that, that weren't necessary, right? So we've had, you know, maybe maybe you get a medical diagnosis and then because th- that is extremely painful and challenging, you start uh, 
start start drinking or something and you know to an extreme and and you and that's only going to compound your problem right so um i think you know compounding the problem is is one major issue out there um so yeah i i there's so many other lessons i i know i i'm rambling at this point but um you know i think taking ownership of the situation whether or not you created the situation is critical because um, I know you and I are both military guys. Uh, Jocko Willink has a, a book he put out a few years ago called Extreme Ownership. And he talks about, you know, whether or not you created this, this situation that you're in, this challenge, this adversity that you're dealing with, you are in this situation. And the best way to deal with it is to own it and step up to the plate and deal, and deal with it head on. Um, so don't ignore it and don't compound the situation by not owning uh, the situation that you're in. So, yeah, love, great, the, love the question. There's a, yeah. I was just saying, there's three great points right there. I mean, first, <laughs> taking taking ownership, it, it's instead of being the victim, right? You absolutely. You're when you're a victim of the situation, there really is no answer because you're just waiting for the situation yeah. to fix itself. You know, once That's you so take true. ownership of it, it isn't the the situation itself changes. It's we take ownership of our ability to maneuver, to decide, to take action. Absolutely. That's and then, so of course, you, know, you said that, um, you know, take that long view. Remember what you're working towards. If we, we, we have this, the, you know, this too short a view, we get caught up in the whirlwind, you know, to, you know, quote, uh, you, know, you know, the four disciplines of execution, the whirlwind, being the day-to-day busyness and, and it's the same with problems we get too bogged down thinking about the problem rather than the solution or yeah, the reason absolutely. we're doing it in the first place well and, and then, uh, you just reminded I, I just one thing if i could chime in briefly um i just listened i'm almost done uh, to a very recent episode of uh, on the diary of a ceo another podcast we'll throw a third podcast in here um and the most recent episode is with um the the world's number one happiness uh coach and yes we are all victims i mean you were a victim i mean for sure right in in the explosion you went through but does it do you any good to constantly focus on being a victim and not stepping up and owning that situation no it really doesn't and at the end right um the end of the day you have we have much more control if we focus on like you said aaron the solution and the actions and the steps we can take toward addressing the situation no question about it couldn't agree more you know, of course, you know, and to touch on that third point about compounding, you know, it, <clears throat> it works both ways, you know, just like uh, compounding interest, right? Uh, either it's working for us with our investments or working against us with credit card debt, it compounds over time. Same with our problems, right? If we don't deal with them, we don't you know, take action, we get, it, it's, I call it uh, Newton's first law of kicking ass, right? Uh, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. And it's the same same for taking action in your own life, right? It, you, you either you know, let the problems compound and ignore them, and, right. or, and, and they do seem to 
you know, pile up uh, over time. Or you just take action and move forward, even if it's step by step. Uh, You know, one thing at a time, and you just put it, put it prior, prioritize, and move forward. Uh, So those are the three incredible uh, points right off the bat. So um, and one thing I want to point out too is with this phenomenal expert on happiness, is that he mentioned that the struggle. So one of the key components to happiness is actually that we need struggle and we need adversity to actually create that happiness. So yes, our minds are are wired to look toward the negative and focus on the negative, you know, through for evolutionary reasons, we're wired that way for sure. But at the same time, you do actually need that, that struggle and that pain and that adversity to really have a fulfilling and happy life. It's counterintuitive, you know, but the, but the fact is it's actually a key ingredient to happiness and joy and fulfillment and purpose is going through the struggle, going through the pain. So to ignore that and to cover it up with substances or, or anything else is, is not, is not actually, you're not going to experience a full, full life. So yeah, it's easy for us to talk about it on a podcast when we're not going through a difficult time right now. Of course I get that. Uh, But if you can keep that big picture view in mind and realize, Hey, I'm meant to go through some pain. I'm meant to go through a hard time. Life is not all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. So this is okay. This is part of life. Right. And so, and that this is actually a key ingredient to my own happiness and to me serving my purpose on this earth, it, that, that helps keep things in perspective. And for me, that, that helps kind of navigate a bad, a rough situation and helps me take ownership. Like you were just talking about Aaron is, is, you know, dealing with the situation and taking action, taking steps to better the situation and move forward. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that, that point in there framing how we look at at life really is a common thread among high uh, productive highly productive people successful wealthy people uh, just how we how we you know phrase certain things I was just talking to uh, a friend uh, Diego Corso who uh, said instead of saying I have to say I get to Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and it, it comes down to, yeah. I just, uh, oh, I, I just read, it was uh, some post on Facebook or something, and it was like, I would love to do this, but I, I have to watch my niece today, or you could say, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I get to spend the afternoon with my niece today and connect yeah. with, you know, so. And it's just how so we true. how we frame the the world around us. It is absolutely. I, I very briefly. I, I was at the bank the other day, and I, I the, the teller said she said, "Oh, it was your birthday the other day, huh?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm getting getting old because <laughs> I just turned 48." You know, I was kind of, you know, just sort of complaining or, or maybe, maybe making fun of myself. And she said, "Well, that sure is a blessing." And I said. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. <laughs> you know, the fact that I've made it 48 years and I've been blessed to be on this earth for 48 years 
that's that's how I should be looking at this. Not that my knees ache or <laughs> you know I'm, that I'm getting old. So, I mean, perspective is is huge. I mean, I don't. I it doesn't mean yeah, we should pretend. On yeah. a similar note, there, I I recently had a birthday. Also, just turned forty six, and oh, nice. I, happy birthday. Just, well, for the, the whole year, I thought I was about to turn 45. So, you know, it's like, it, you know, when you, oh, all Sunday long, you think it's Saturday. Yeah, and, absolutely. And <laughs> except I had that for a year. Obviously, I'm getting old. <laughs> but uh, it is. It's just how how we we, we picture things. We how we frame our mindset, the beliefs we hold, yeah. and it's uh you were talking about uh, world-renowned happiness coach, yes, and, and exactly. I always go to one of my favorite books. I mention it all the time, and probably once every other a podcast episode, I mentioned The Happiness Advantage by Sean Haker. And okay, I've heard of that. There are, I think he has seven principles of happiness. And it's really, one of them is all about perspective. And yeah. uh, the one is the, the fulcrum and the lever, right? And okay. for, for one person who has to do something today it might be a difficult day but for somebody who gets to do something the day in the the activity is a gift and what you're talking yes. about uh, we need we need the, the uh, adversity we need the struggle we do need to yeah. toil because that's a, that's a component of achievement without uh, the Without the work, how do we achieve anything? And that's one of those uh, personal needs of the you know, the human psyche. We need to yeah. feel achievement, and we need that uh, feeling of uh, of, uh, of the meaning in our lives that we mean we have value, and Absolutely. it all comes down to uh, if we get to do something today, whether it's hard yeah. work or just get Absolutely. to have and, a birthday. And it doesn't mean we're changing. We're living in some fantasy world, you know, by, by, by being all positive and pretending that we don't have problems or something like that. That's not it at all. We're acknowledging that this is the situation we're in. We're owning the situation, the, the adversity that we're going through, but no, your approach you're absolutely right there. in particular, yeah, can can have a huge influence on how things progress and how how much impact you have on people and how much uh, abundance you end up living in in your own life for sure. So uh, it, it, it's not a fantasy world. It's we're still living in, living in reality. But you're absolutely right that the perspective is is critical to how you navigate a challenging situation and how you become your the best version of yourself. Oh, you mentioned. Jocko Willick and extreme ownership. Yeah. And, and as soon as uh, you said that, I was talking, about, I was thinking about um, how, you know, it's, it's not like we're ig ignoring the problems or have this false sense of optimism or hope or, you know, we just, you know, 
feeling our feelings and just like Jocko, somebody comes to him and says, okay, we're running low on ammunition. The enemy is all around us and uh, we're short, you know, a few men. And Jocko would respond, good. (laughs) We we have an opportunity to uh, face a real challenge and learn from it and overcome, right? Yeah. So it's as soon as you frame it good i get to face a challenge then the the hardship itself doesn't seem so hard absolutely for sure yeah and i think you you mentioned just before uh, we started recording that uh you've faced some some challenges recently anything you care to, to mention well, every, no, everything's been, been perfectly, uh, it's all rainbows and unicorns and, and butterflies for me, but for everyone else, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, and, and on my show, I, we, we don't, I, I always make the, the uh, kind of caveat or disclaimer that, yes, my show is called From Adversity to Abundance. That doesn't mean that you, you go through adversity and now you live in abundance for the rest of your life. It, it doesn't mean that you don't go through additional adversity, right? And so I've had plenty of ups and downs in my own my own life. Um, you know, recently, uh, within the last year and a half, we've dealt with uh, some, some real challenges in our family. And um, I won't get into all the specifics, but we've dealt with some serious issues, particularly with my son and his health and, um, and particularly mental health. Um, and, you know, he's 14. So I'll let some years go by, you know, where we can just, he can decide how much he wants to share out there publicly. But I will tell you that, um, around this time last year, uh, in January of last year is when things really started to decline uh, significantly in our house and um, in our home. I had a lot of business stress going on at that time as well, um, which I think, speaking of compounding, I I do think the two things are somewhat related, that there was just just a lot of stress in our home in general. I have a wife and two kids. We live in Maryland, just for a little bit more context, uh, two teenage uh, children. And um, our son ended up going through some very serious mental health challenges. He's on the autism spectrum, uh, autism uh, disorder spectrum, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, but additionally um, went through some, some very serious uh, mental health challenges separate from that. Um, and then recently we found out that he actually has a genetic condition. Um, we didn't find this out for uh, about, um, I mean, he's 14, and we didn't know for 14 years that he's had this gen- uh, very rare genetic condition since uh, since he was in the womb. So um, he was in and out of psychiatric hospitals in the um, first quarter of 2023. And needless to say, but I'll say it anyway, is that it put an incredible amount of stress on our family. Um, um, and yeah, I'm happy to... to kind of discuss some of the some of the ways we navigated that um i will i'm I'm also very happy to say that right now as we record this january 19th 2024 um 
both the the business situation and the situation with my son's mental health uh, have improved dramatically. Um, and so are we out of the woods yet? No, N you know, I wouldn't say that. But um, I'm just so grateful, you know, because because we did go through such a challenging time. I am so grateful um, to say that that things are are stable and generally happy at home. And and um, I will tell you that this is something that's, you know, we're facing a, a mental health crisis in our in our country. So, um, you know, as much as as I'd love to say my son's situation was an isolated incident and uh, is that's just not just not the case if you look across the country I think um, the pandemic had a massive effect on kids and teenagers in a negative way and the, the shutdowns um, not to get too too political there but it, it just um, I think it really caused some serious anguish and anxiety and depression amongst teenagers and couple that with social media and some other you know, other factors for sure. I think we're facing a real crisis that many people haven't even acknowledged yet. And unfortunately for our, for us at home, that uh, was front and center. Um, and it was extremely, extremely challenging in, in many ways that I won't get into. But um, yeah, I, I'm just thankful that uh, everybody's alive and well at this point. You know, that's it. That age is, it, this is a difficult time for any kid. Boys, 100%. girls, it just and it's that that's a period of transition from childhood into adulthood, and no point in a human life is there are there more changes mentally, physically, uh, otherwise, uh, you know, socially, absolutely, in, in, in such a short time frame, they are literally they be literally become different people <laughs> for sure and and uh, in my son's case he actually didn't speak more than maybe a, a word you know maybe a couple words um per week to us he didn't speak for about four or five months while he was going through some very mm. serious you know mental health challenges so that makes it difficult on on the parents and the rest of the family mm -hmm. because you don't know you don't you, you don't know if he's choosing this you don't know if he meaning choosing not to speak or, or or just is unable to and and you don't know what he's going through and he still doesn't say a whole lot he's he's a becoming a man a few words <laughs> he's a, a boy a few words becoming a man a few words but you know when the, the when the person going through this situation <laughs> isn't able to convey or doesn't convey you know what they're what they're going through it's very oh. difficult to help and um, so that made it extra challenging for sure. Um, now that we have this recent information about his genetic condition, uh, which, I, which I'm seeing as a total blessing, by the way, that the, the information, um, we understand more now that he really, a lot of kids with this genetic condition actually never, never speak or have very serious um, speech disorders. So. That helps me with empathy as well, to be honest with you, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, okay, he's not just being a, a jerk. He just can't speak right now. And so, um, so that, you know, there, there's a lot to navigate there and, and, um, we've been through a lot as a family and, um, this is not to, to have a pity party for Jamie and his family. It's just to say, Hey, this is real. Um, 
you know, people might see me on social media or see see me talking about business success and and everything, and and that's great, and that's that that's not that that's fake, but there are also some real challenging times um, that that we've that I've personally been through, and and we've been through it at home, and um, so. The mental health piece, I think, is is critical, and and I want to have more and more guests on my show to address that um, topic. I do think it's very complicated. It it has to do with physical health as well. It's not some isolated thing, but it's still kind of a nebulous topic dealing with it. You know, just mental health and and mental challenges, um, mental adversity, is not. It's a very complicated area that I think um, we're only scratching the surface on. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, I'm just, just very grateful, you know, to, to be where we are. Um, I think, you know, one of the key takeaways, Aaron, that, that I have from that situation, and, and it's not hundred percent in the rear view mirror, but one of the key takeaways is, is focusing what, on what you can control. And I'll give you a quick, uh, example of what I mean. Um, when I, when, when my son was in the hospital, um, you know, I'm spending hours and hours researching all these hypothetical, all these possible situations or, or drivers for this situation. I mean, so does he have does he have bipolar disorder? Does he have a brain tumor? Does he have, you know, does he have um, some mitochondrial disorder? Do, you know, all these rabbit holes where I'd spend hours and hours reading. And yeah, it's great to gather information, but but at the end of the day, it's, it's some on some level, it, it kind of doesn't matter because I can't control that anyway. So, um, you know, so, so one of the takeaways was, Hey, I'm not going to have all the information. I'm going to keep pursuing and try to, trying to gather more information, but, but knowing that I'm not going to have all the information and, and just take it one day at a time and, and focus on what you can control. That's been critical for us at home as we navigate this, this situation. And do your best not to create hypochondria by proxy. <laughs> all the uh, all the yes potential uh, illnesses that your son may be suffering from. But I tell you what, absolutely, uh, he's he's lucky to have parents who love him so much and they care yeah. so much about his well being. You know, you're lucky uh, to have yeah. the opportunity to you know put that effort in and and that's and, right. Um, show right. your family, your son, how much. You know, his father cares for him. Yeah. And, well, let me let me yeah. just. Um, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry to. <laughs> to you, it's, it's a it's a topic I get a little passionate about. So, uh, recently, I want I want to share how how I approached this with my son. With when we found out that so the condition he has is called Med 13L. It's very rare. They're just learning more and more about it. Med 13L. He has a uh, that genetic condition where there's a misspelling in his genes and you know your your listener can google it of course but um we just found this out within two months and so the way i frame this this gets back to your point aaron about perspective right and, and framing things how we approach things so what i told him was that um i said you know you can look at this as though why me most kids don't have this med 13 L genetic condition because we, we shared the information with him about, about his condition. And I said, you can look at this as, as I'm a victim. Why did God give me this genetic misspelling? Most kids don't have this, this problem or this challenge. It's not fair. 
life is not fair. Or you can say, hey, among the kids who have this or, or people who have this genetic condition, I'm one of the few who actually can speak. And I mean, there, there are many, many people who have serious muscular and skeletal uh, challenges with this if they have this genetic condition. Many of these kids have heart serious heart conditions that you know, lead to a, a very challenging life, if not death. And so if you compare my son's situation to kind of the broader group of people who have been diagnosed with this genetic condition, he's super lucky. <laughs> so I said, hey, you're really lucky. You know, um, I mean, that's that's how you can look at this. Is you can opt to look at it as I'm a victim or I'm really lucky. And they're both we're not changing the facts of anything. That's the that's the situation he's in, no matter how he chooses to, to look at it. Right. And I think he's going to live a much better life if he in the end chooses to look at this as I'm blessed. I'm lucky. Things could be so much worse. Um, and the other thing I mentioned to him was, hey, you're one of the rare cases at Johns Hopkins Hospital. They want to study you. I said, you're, you're cutting edge, man. Like, this is, this is really cool. They want to study and learn from you. And his eyes lit up, and he said he, he's, like, he's really interested now in doing more DNA testing and more genetic testing on himself because he's, he didn't have that interest, and now he does. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, it is 100% about your perspective. It's easier said than done. It's easy for you and I to talk about this on a podcast uh, and tell people what they should, what they should do. But that is a recent example of how I tried to help him, help my son frame his perspective as we go through this, this adversity. Well, the same as when you mentioned uh, the ebb and flow of adversity and abundance. Right? It's, it's almost like it's cyclic or there are tides to it. We go through our challenges and it's internal as well as external. And we're not always in one or the other right we're not only always uh facing adversity or challenge and or only always in a uh, state of abundance uh, it, it's yeah. it, that mindset that perspective that we've been talking about it's a practice like meditation or working out sure we've got to it's it's it, it's not a habit. It's more of a routine mm. where mm -hmm. you've got to remind yourself that this is the way I should be thinking about this. Um, yes. And it doesn't always work. We no. get down on ourselves. Uh, even the strongest willpower and the strongest mindset, every once in a while, doubt and fear and anger, and, uh, all those other emotions that yeah. are negative and self-defeating still come get in. And right. I, uh, a, a great example, a case study yeah. where for four years I was, I was, I had that right mindset about being blind. And then mm -hmm. I go deaf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I was not, I was not very, you know, I was not very a positive person for a little while. It wasn't yeah. um, great to be around. Because right. I was thinking, why me again? Right? Sure. Why does this have to well, happen no. to right. the and same person? So, yeah. Uh, not to talk about me 
uh, on the show, I brought you no, on to mean, talk about you. But uh, yeah, you, you, you make a great point there where it's, it, it, you don't just kind of lock in on a mindset. Yeah, no, it takes it's, practice. It's <clears throat> absolutely. And, and my, my wife will uh, make fun of me sometimes because, you know, my podcast is, is supposed to be positive and inspirational. And I'm always talking about this kind of thing. But the reality is I have, I have bad days. I complain, you know, like anyone else. Right. So it, it, she'll, you know, she'll kind of call me out if I'm getting a little too, uh, too negative. And that's not to say negative emotions are bad, by the way. I think I'm trying to see that positive and negative, all emotions are actually good. Um, they, they're not, negative emotions aren't bad. It's just, what do you do with them? Right. And um, they're very real and they're, they're there for a reason and they've kept us alive <laughs> over the, you know, it, it, you know, anger, sadness, those aren't bad things. Those are not, th th those are, that's okay. Right. And I think that's part of it is just accepting that having negative emotions is, is not a bad thing, but, but do you stay there? Do you stay there? And like, how long do you stay there and wallow and, you know, play that victim card? And, and, you know, I don't think anyone would blame you, Aaron, for being, for having that, that approach to your, your own situation. I, I, I don't know what that's like. I can't, I don't know if, if I would have stayed there mentally for 10 years. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but, it likely didn't it, objectively speaking you know it didn't probably serve you or or the people around you not and i'm, I'm not trying to judge you i'm just <laughs> just as a case study like you said did it help you to stay there mentally i doubt it right um and that another another interesting point I, uh, to bring up here is i do actually think um, and the doctor talked about this on on this uh, episode of the Diary of a CEO. He he says that in our society, empathy actually has been a little bit overvalued, and what we really need is compassion. So, um, you know, if I if you look at someone who's going through a, situ a t really tough situation, it, it doesn't mean that you need to necessarily feel that exact pain because I don't know the pain that you went through, Aaron. I mean, I and I, I really can't, right? Um, so he draws a distinction between empathy and compassion. And sometimes what, what, what people actually need is, is compassion, something that's actually, you know, understanding, but also giving a, 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 some help as opposed to, oh, I have empathy for your situation. I feel your pain. And we, now we're both, now we're both struggling. Um, so I don't pretend to be a, an expert in, in, uh, psychology or anything like that but i thought that was an interesting distinction that that i just recently learned about as well i think i i've heard it phrased similarly where empathy was uh, the somebody's ability to um, match the feeling somebody else's is mm -hmm. feeling and yeah. to, to understand someone else's uh, feelings and compassion sure was the willingness to take on other people's pain, other people's mm. emotions, you know, share the burden with them. So, right. yeah, uh, and, and we certainly do need more of that. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Uh, you didn't learn all of this just from, from hosting a podcast. You're a <laughs> uh, former army officer, uh, right. entrepreneur, Tell me a little bit about the, the background and how you yeah. came to uh, 
be be, be the host of uh, from Edinburgh City World Wonders. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think life has chapters, and and um, you know, one of the chapters after college, I was kind of done with team sports, and and that was a huge part of my life, and then. Um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. And um, the reason I joined the military, um, you know, at the time, I think a lot of people thought I was kind of kind of crazy because my family really didn't have, we're not a big military family. We just, it wasn't like, you know, I know some, some families, it's like, oh, that's just what you do. Or, you know, all the, all the people in my family serve, so I'm going to serve. That's not at all how it was for me. And I joined a little bit later than most people. I actually went through basic training and officer candidate school when I was 28 years old. Um, that's pretty old uh, at that time. You know, it doesn't seem old now. But uh, <laughs> to be going <laughs> it's through it's pretty basic, long in the tooth you know, for the military. Yeah, it is uh, certainly for basic training. I mean, um, and so why did I do that? Like, and, and interestingly enough, I got uh, my wife and I got married, and then. Um, and then I left for the military and I missed our first three uh, wedding anniversaries due to military training and deployment. And it looked like I got married and then ran away. Um, what, the reality was I had that in the works well before we got married. And then that's just how the, how things fell. Um, and as you know, you don't have a lot of control once you raise your right hand and <coughs> sign that contract. Um, but why did I, join the military, I, I, it gets back to purpose and meaning um, and serving. And, you know, at the risk of sound of patting myself on the back, that's, that's not my goal. But I wanted to do something with meaning and purpose, I wanted my life to count, right. And so once I didn't have the, uh, the team sports and really a, 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 a something I was striving for, I needed to be, I felt I needed to be a part of something bigger than myself. And, you know, what better way to serve than to serve your your country i mean that's that's really what it was yes i could have some income yes like you know there are other benefits to being in the military but it was really about being a part of something bigger than myself and and serving others um so yeah through all that i ended up taking a role with the department of defense as a civilian and i worked at uh, fort meade in maryland for 14 years as a civilian and um, part of that was part-time and then I started to build uh, my, my real estate um, business and now I do mortgage note investing and I have a loan servicing company. So I've started to build my, I, di I didn't have that uh, crazy story where I ripped off the Band-Aid and, and uh, quit my W-2 and figured it out. I, I, it was a slow build for me. Um, I did have a family and so um, I was able to, over the course of really a decade, kind of build up, uh, have a, have a W two income on some level, but then build up my entrepreneurial streams of income as well. Um, briefly, the reason I started my podcast was that I was on, I was a co-host on a mortgage note investing podcast. It was called the Good Deeds Note Investing Podcast. I didn't start the show. But I was asked to be a co-host, and I, I helped um, run that show for about two years. That was a fantastic experience. What came out of that was that I loved the hu human stories about adversity and mm -hmm. getting to abundance and the mindset stuff that you and I are talking about right now. 
And so, yes, it was fun and fine to talk about how do you make money on a non-performing note? How do you navigate a foreclosure in South Carolina? How do you go, what's chapter 13 bankruptcy? That's fine. It's important to know if you're being in a, if you, you choose to, to be a, an investor, but it got old. And what really appealed to me was, wow, how did this drug addict in Baltimore city who robbed multiple banks turn his life around by turning to real estate and qu quitting his job through real estate investing and be and become a fantastic member of society that was unbelievable uh, you know just as a as an example so i started to realize it's truly the human element that appealed to me and so now from adversity to abundance quite honestly has been mostly a passion project where once this comes out we will have been over 100 we'll have 100 episodes out um so does it make money for me no it doesn't uh it's just something that i love doing and i love learning from people and i love um i'm hoping that it adds value to the listener and uh, you know the the broader uh to everyone out there um so that's that's really kind of the high level <coughs> long-winded but high level snapshot of how how i got here well, you know, with that last point about the podcast not making money directly, and yeah. it's that's the only not the only way to benefit from having a podcast. Uh, no. You're networking with others, you're building relationships, uh, you're building credibility uh, uh, for yourself and your uh, business, and you're yeah. also growing as a person. As you. you so these true. stories, these incredible stories, like the bank robber example. Just imagining <laughs> yeah. how much reframing of mindset that person had to go through uh, to change the entire trajectory of their life. So that's 100%. And episode one of my podcast. Of my podcast. Check that. It's uh, Mark Owens. I had him on there. I've, I've interviewed him twice, once on each podcast that I hosted, but episode one is the one where I'm referring to Mark Owens, incredible story. Um, but you, yes, I mean, it's, and the, the amazing thing about these stories is that the principles can apply to anyone. They really can. So no, you probably won't end up, you listener probably won't end up in jail from being a drug addict and a bank robber, most likely, hopefully. Right. But he, you can take the lessons that Mark Owens learned and the principles that he applied and apply them to your life today. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Well, is, if there's somebody, you know, of course there's somebody out there that's uh, dealing with their own adversity. Maybe they're in that low uh, point. What are some, some actions they can take right now to start changing their mindset, start taking start building up that inertia that we were talking about earlier. Besides yeah. taking you know, ownership, you, talk, you, right. you you mentioned earlier about communication, being able to ask for help. Yes. What are some things that's that right. we can do? Yeah, I think that's a great, great question because, it, it, again, it's nice to talk about change your mindset. Okay, take care. Well, that, that's not very helpful, right? Um, some more tactical things. So taking ownership 100%, I mean, 
definitely you definitely need to view this situation as this is where I am. Whether it's my fault or not, it, it kind of doesn't matter. This is where I am. So own the situation. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're by yourself. When I say own your situation, that doesn't mean you're on an island and nobody cares and good luck with your it's your problem. No. It, you absolutely need help to get out of this situation most likely. So so of course every situation is different, but I I imagine Aaron, when you were going through your most challenging times, you needed a lot of help, right? And so there's, there's, there's likely no way you could have navigated that by yourself. With my son's situation, we, we've, we needed a ton of help from doctors and other professionals and experts and family members to get through that. So don't think that it, you're on an island and, and by yourself. Um, communication is critical. You know, there's certainly a fine line between whining about all of your problems that are not really that big of a deal <laughs> and, hey, I really need help with this situation. This is what's going on. So I think just being intentional about who about having people in your life who are there who do have compassion and and are willing to help and can help and, and will listen. I think just, you know, building out those those relationships and those deep connections um, is, is critical. Um this may seem a little bit off the wall, Aaron, but one thing that's been very helpful for me in navigating challenging situations is breath work. I never thought I would say this, uh, but I've been doing regular breath work in the mornings for over, uh, actually about a year now. Um, and it's been huge. I mean, five to 10 minutes, you can YouTube different different breath work videos and there are different different ways to go about it. Box breathing is one thing people can look up. Um, but so along with communicating with family members and friends, I think simple actions like breath work, daily, um, daily activity, daily actions such as breath work can go a long way in navigating stress. Um, I, being a former military officer and a former uh, lacrosse collegiate athlete, I, it, it just, uh, I never thought I would say things, something like this, to be honest with you. But uh, that's been a huge piece, a very easy thing to do to implement today. I mean, you can literally start today. It's very <coughs> accessible. And so if you're dealing with stress from a challenging situation, I highly recommend doing a daily ritual of breath work. Um, you don't need a 10-step morning routine that's going to take three hours, uh, but five or 10 minutes of breath work in the morning is critical. Um, and I would also throw in, you know, just you know, I don't, I'd say prayer for me has been critical as well. I, I've, uh, I've stepped up um, in the last year, my daily prayer and, and quiet time um, routine, as well as breath work. And the t whole thing takes 20 or 30 minutes each morning. It's not a big, it's not a big commitment, but it goes a long, long way. So I'd say communicate with friends, family, God, if you believe in God, uh, and then breath work or a couple, a few things you can do immediately to help navigate the day-to-day -day of a challenging situation. You know, I was just talking to uh, the guys from Men Talking Mindful, Men Talking Mindfulness, uh, John McCaskill and Will Schneider, and okay. they do the box breathing, uh, in for four, hold for four, out for yep. four. Uh, what was it? Yep, exactly. <laughs> hold for four, and they go through that actually on their podcast uh, one of the first things is nice. who, who they introduce their their guest they all do it together and uh it's 
they say is if you if someone is not familiar with uh, uh, meditation, breath work is like the first step, and a lot of med- what meditation yeah. is is you know thinking you know what to think about yeah. and what not to think about while doing breath work. And so I totally right. agree. Yeah, it's it's yeah, very and, beneficial. And it, it just totally and i tried and this is not to put down meditation by itself but i i tried it for a while just meditating and it just for some reason it didn't stick for me I, i'm sure there's something i could work on there but the breath work actually brought it home where it was actually something i could understand and work through and, and it it does change it, it, it's effective i don't know why um meditation you know, is and so, another we'll, one of those things another one of those practices it takes yeah. actual work. It's Absolutely. not something you just snap into. Yeah. Uh, it's something yeah. I haven't put any work into, but uh, breath <laughs> work I can do. Yeah. Well, and, I, and also, since we're on this point, just very briefly, I want to mention that people love to substitute meditation for prayer, and, and I don't think they're the same thing. I think they have maybe similar, similar immediate um, effects, but... To me, prayer is is a communication. It's back to communication, and that's 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 not the same thing as meditation. Meditation, you're not actually there's no one on the other end of the the line, so to speak. So, to me, those are maybe look like similar practices from the outside, but they actually are not. They're not the same thing. Um, Good point. So, yeah. Anyway, well, um, I yeah, know I, uh, I know you've got some place to be, uh, but uh, Jamie, I'm had a great conversation with you and enjoyed talking to you again. It's been too long. Uh, if somebody wants to Absolutely. learn more about you, get involved uh, with your fund, uh, yeah, listen to the podcast, where can they reach you? Where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll try not to give too many ways to contact me because people get lost then. But uh, adversity2abundance.com. So, and that's the number two. Because that, um, that was a cheaper, <laughs> cheaper website to buy, cheaper domain. Adversity to Abundance is our podcast website, and you can absolutely uh, listen to th- listen to podcast episodes there. Like I said, we're over a hundred now by the time this comes out. And then separately, LabradorLending.com is uh, my, my main uh, investing website. And we have a fund offering for accredited investors there. So adversity2abundance.com, the number two, and labradorlending.com are the two ways to uh, check me out. All right, I'll put that in the uh, show notes. Thank you so much, Jamie. I really appreciate this chat. Aaron, this has been fantastic. I, I hope your listener get some, listeners get some value out of it. Thanks, man. Take care. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. 
Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.